the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Impulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Evening, Southeast Texas. Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth, and you're here at Recovery Radio Houston. We are a program that offers hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we are here to offer a message of encouragement and to share our hope, strength, and experience. I'm here with my host, uh, Tony B. Tony, how are you tonight? Hello. Good evening. We are especially honored tonight, Tony. Blessed. Blessed. We have with us Pastor Robert Dubois who is, uh, leads a ministry called Hope for All in Jesus, hallelujah, that ministers to uh, prisoners across the state of Texas and indeed in, in, into other states. And, and uh, Pastor Dubois has been doing that since 1982, and he's going to join us today, and we're going to share his testimony with the folks out there. Amen. And I am really excited about it because this is, this is what this show is all about, because what Pastor Dubois' story tells us is about the transformative power of Jesus Christ in our lives. And, Amen. And that's, that's what we're here to do, is to seek the lost. And I get excited about this, and I love this man, and I've had the privilege of hearing his testimony twice, once at our ministry, Break Every Chain, and uh, it was riveting. Uh, he brought the house down, and, and just with... Uh, just with praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for for what He did in His life, and all glory to God. And then again, uh, He was uh, His life was chronicled on a, on a program called Unshackled, which is a worldwide. I, I called it national in the promotion, but I, I there, it's worldwide. I mean, and it it takes stories of people through this ministry, this special ministry in Chicago, and how that changes people. But before we get started, let's go to prayer. Yes, Father God, we come to you tonight with. Uh, with just such gratitude in our hearts, Father, for, for the miracles that you're doing in people's lives out there, the miracles you're doing for to taking people out of the bondage of addiction, the miracles you're doing for families as they see their their loved ones transformed, the miracles that you're doing in the prisons as people come to Jesus Christ and change their lives forever, Father God. And we're, we're just thankful for Pastor Dubois' 
obedience, Father God, and we just ask for your discernment, your direction, your encouragement. And the words that we speak today, let these words be yours and not ours, and let them fall on ears to hear and uh, hearts that are open. And uh, just, uh, Father, we just we would just want to lead people to Jesus Christ, and so so help us to do that. Father, we also pray for healing in our land. There's too much division in our land. Bring us together as as a country. And Father God, we pray for our our leaders to give them godly wisdom, not just wisdom, but godly wisdom as to how to deal with this pandemic. Father God, and we ask that you keep your your church safe, Father God, that you send a hedge of protection to to protect your people, Father God, and and that you comfort those that are ill. Uh, and and tell them everything's going to be all right. And, and, you know, if they're not saved, this is the opportunity. The day of salvation is today. It is never too late. Uh, I know that you're going to – you don't waste anything. You're going to use this pandemic and turn it around and bring millions of souls yes. to, to Jesus Christ. And we just thank you for that and with uh, great expectation. You're, you're so majestic and wonderful, and we thank you for what you've done in our lives. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 So, you know, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody watching on Facebook Live that if you want to hear any callers or get a, a nice stereo sound out of our voices instead of listening to us on uh, Facebook, you can simulcast us on KKHT.com. Um, I'm sorry, KKHT 100.7 The Word or KKHT.com. Press the Listen Live button or uh, what was the other way? I forgot. Uh, you can go to the app. There's an app, yeah. KKHT right. 100.7, the word app, and you can do it that way. The Probably the easiest way is to, to go to KKHT.com. Put the radio on. Yeah, yeah or put the radio <laughs> on if, if you're in Houston. But if you're outside of Houston, you yeah. you go to KKHT.com. And, you know, you could call us. We, we have the privilege and the honor of having Pastor Dubois in the studio with us today. So you can call us at 1-800-808-5548 and join the program. That's one 800 808-5548. So let's get started. Uh, Pastor, how are you tonight? I am blessed. Well, you, you are blessed, and, and it is so wonderful that you've agreed to, to be with us today, and, and I'm thankful for that. Um, but so what we're going to do, just to kind of outline it for the f- folks that are out there and so that you know where we're going, we're going to talk about, uh, like so many of us that, that fell into the bondage of addiction, you had some difficulties growing up. So we're yeah. going to talk about that and about uh, really the road that you traveled down and all the way through your transformation and then into your ministry and what you've done. So tell us, Pastor, where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in uh, Saco, Maine. I was born in Saco, Maine, and I lived between Saco and Biddeford uh, a good part of my life. My uh, my mother died when I was six, and that's when the problems started to happen. My dad uh, got involved with this woman that was a, a, a drunkard, and she just kept going out. He, he, he got her to stay with us to keep us and watch over us, but she would leave us alone, and uh, she'd go out. Sometimes she'd let, uh, tie us to the stove legs. Other times she would go out, and uh, uh, and uh, she would just not leave us all there alone with nothing to eat well i heard some things about that and uh, I, it's just extraordinary for a, for a boy that grew up in south texas the fact that you were in maine she actually made y'all sleep in a chicken coop outside is that right uh, that, yeah after after a while she uh they put a, a wire in the garage and uh, separate it with a wire you know with the holes in it where you could actually see the chicken on the other side and the, and that place was smelly and there was uh four of uh, the children the youngest one that my mother had when she died she stayed inside but we four of us slept in one bed wow. two girls and two boys 
and we slept all in one bed, and uh, and I'd have put up with with that there. She wouldn't let us into the house uh, to sleep. Wow, that is amazing. So, and, uh, an incredible story. This is in the time of World War II, and you were on the coast at this point, and there was a blackout because they didn't want the U-2 boats to to see. And so you guys were aged five to nine. She leaves all night to go out, drink, and party. And uh, and you guys are scared, and you turn the light on, and the next thing you know, the the national security police are there telling you to turn the light off. And well, the thing is, we had some little chicks that was in the house, and we had a light on there to keep them warm, and we put a blanket over there, but that light was still seen by the, uh, the civil defense. And they came knocking at the door, and they, they didn't come in. They just told us to turn, shut, the light. And shut so you, that light off. So the, you kids that were there just left alone in the dark and scared to death. Oh, yes. And then the next thing we know, that same night, around uh, later at night, maybe around 10 or, or so, I can't really know, remember that time, but she came home and passed out on the porch, and me and the, uh, the other three, we had to drag her into the house, and, uh, and how old were you at this time? At that time, I was around, uh, well, I was six when my mother died. So I was either six or six and a half or thereabouts. Wow. And, and your uh, brothers and sisters, the uh, oldest one was my, nine at that I, point? My oldest brother was nine, and my sister, one sister was made probably around uh, eight or seven and well, a half. That, that's something that we covered a couple of weeks ago. You know, addiction has, doesn't just affect the people that are in the bondage of addiction. It's some, there's something called collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And you guys, your dad was out working all night trying to support you. 18 kids, is that right? Is uh, it? When, and, well, yeah, but he, there were some grown-up kids. Right. Was, the grown-ups were, he had a lot of, a lot of the uh, kids were grown up, and they, they were by themselves. You know, so so, but so let's fast forward a little bit. So you ended up, your dad figured out that wasn't going to work, and you ended up in foster care. Is that right? Uh, I, we ended up in the in a boy's home, uh, and uh, it was run by a Catholic brother, and uh, and uh, things happened there that should not have happened. Mm. And uh, 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 this brother I've learned that tried to uh, make sexual advances to, with to my brother, my older brother, who mm. was there with me, and so. That was reported, and we were moved away from there. And then we ended up on the farm in another foster home. And of course, the most of these, uh, most of the people that take in foster children, and I would say the the majority, not there's some good ones, but the majority of them want to take care of the kids to have the money because the state pays for the food, for the clothes, and and everything, for the medical and all of that stuff. And uh, so they made us work, which working is not bad, but uh, then we would pick up uh, blueberries, strawberries, and try to sell that at the side of the road, and they would keep the money that we made from that, Mm. which should have been for us, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that went on all the time. So you you didn't you know you grew up without much love and getting tossed around. So at thirteen you started running away. Uh, oh yes, because I you know I grew up and and became very rebellious because uh, because of that. And uh, when I was on the farm, I ran away the first time. I was caught, and the uh, the farmer caught me. Came down, he caught me downtown, and. He punched me in the mouth and got me in the in the truck and brought me back, and then I planned to escape again where he could not 
you know, catch me. Of course, I, I wasn't too familiar with where, you know, how to go, where to get there, but I finally got to a road where a different place, and I ended up in uh, Portland, Maine, and a woman picked me up that um, she uh, brought me to the police station to get me some help because she knew, uh, you know, I had a welfare worker there in Portland. And so they, the, the social worker came and got me. And that's when another thing, she, a social worker brought me to where my two sisters were, and that was another mess there. So anyway, by the time you got, you ended up going to high school and dropping out and, and joined the Army at 18. Is that right? Uh, I think I was 17 okay. when I joined, and I was very unstable, to say the least. And that's when the demon of alcohol started entering oh, your life. No, earlier mm-hmm. than that, yeah. I started to drink at the age of 14 because I moved There's over. There's that magic with, number again. 14. Yeah, just like I said last week, everybody starts drinking and drugging at 14. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I thought it was an, wait, it is an East Coast thing. You're from Maine. I'm from New York. Yeah. Well, well, I moved in with my aunt, and they drank every weekend, and I would drink with them. And by the age of 16, I was an alcoholic. And uh, and from there, I was, you know, things just began to happen where I started to uh, do things that I shouldn't be doing. And then I, eventually I started to get arrested. And uh, I ended up uh, leaving leaving the uh, uh, Maine and started the hitchhike and ended up in Willamette, Connecticut. And, and that was where... I really started to get uh, arrested and really going bad. So we, how long did you last in the Army? I, did, I lasted about six months. And what happened? Why would you get well, out of the Army? Well, they gave me an honorable discharge with, uh, uh, with uh, what was the condition there? Um, honorable with, I can't remember how it was placed. Unable to perform or something right, like that. Yeah, nature, something yeah, like that. Because right. of the alcohol. Yeah. And, and uh, no, it was it was because I was just messed up. You know, I was a re- very rebellious. I I I couldn't. Uh, I had been pushed around all my life, and in the service, they really test you. And yeah, I, the I, last I, thing I, you wanted to do was conform <laughs> to anything. <right? laughs> yeah. And I I, re- I really got the guy told me he was going to shave my face with a straight razor with nothing, and that's when I really told him off, and uh, that was the way I made the mistake. You know. Mm. Okay, right. I, and I, I had the advantage of hearing Unshackled, so, so I'm I'm going to try to summarize some of this. You started hitchhiking all over the United States, Florida, Connecticut, g- getting thrown in jail, running off with somebody's car, get them reporting it, ending up in New York City. Yeah, you know, all these things. But I want to I want to focus. I want to ask you about there was one particular hitch- hitchhiker you told the story that asked you if you knew what your purpose when life was. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I said well. Uh, you know, I don't really have a purpose. What, what purpose is there? You know, I didn't have a goal. I didn't have a knowledge of, uh, by the time I was so, uh, I wasn't confident of myself that I could do anything, you know. Right. And uh, I was, like I said, I was very unstable uh, until the time that I got saved. So what did he tell you, though, that plant, maybe planted a seed about your purpose in life? Who did he tell you had a purpose for you? Uh, well, he, he he said, well, I don't remember just how he said it, but he said that the, uh, that we all had a purpose in life, and God had a plan Amen. for our life, you know, and uh, of course, I said, well, God, I didn't even know I exist, you know, I was, I was a Catholic at the time, and, uh, but 
you know, you you can be religious whether you're Catholic, Baptist, or whatever, and 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 not know Jesus. Right. And mm-hmm. this is the trouble with religion. People have started all kind of religion to confuse the people. And when they don't understand that, the only thing they need to do is to accept Jesus Christ and repent of their sins. Amen. Amen. And have a you personal know, relationship so, with him. It's so simple. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I ended up at the Pacific Guard Mission, and that's when I heard that Christ died for sinners. And when I heard that, I got happy because I knew I was a sinner. I didn't have a problem. You fit with the mold. Huh? Well, let's. Yeah, Christ said, I, "I didn't come for the righteous; I came to save the sinners." And That's right. right. Of course, I didn't know anything about that at the time. Well, before we get into the Pacific mission, because I want to hear about that. Sounds like a that sounds very similar to the open door mission that we have here in right. in in, uh, in Houston. I and they're, they're, they're partners of, of this show, and Tommy Thompson's going to be on next week, and and they're transforming men's life like the Pacific Mission. But I want to go. I want to go backtrack a little bit because you ended up in El Paso at one at one point because I want people to understand how how a miracle this transformation is and how complete it is. What happened to you when you were in El Paso? Well, I'm glad you remember. So I, I don't can't put all these things together because there's <laughs> yeah. so much of it. But I ended up in, uh, I, I was in uh, Georgia, I believe, or in North Carolina, and I got a job selling uh, uh, magazines door to door, and I ended up in, in El Paso, and, uh, uh, and I ended up... Um, the, the I couldn't really sell anything, and the uh, sales manager was driving the car, and he ended up getting in an accident because he was trying to uh, get all over me, and uh, you know, and that when that when when I got out of that car, I said bye bye, you know, and uh, so I started to walk, and I ended up at this gas station where the guy it was a Spanish guy that owned it, and. Uh, he told me, well, you stay with me and, uh, you know, work at the station. He said, I can't pay you, but at least you'll have a place to stay, you know. So I stayed there, but then he started giving me uh, 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 marijuana and tequila. tequila. And tequila. I boy, I call that today tequila, never mind tequila. <laughs> boy, I tell you, that, 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 that would really mess me up so much. And I, that was the night I went over uh, took the gun from my, the gas station that I was working at, and went over and held up the other station, and uh, and uh, so the I wasn't paying attention because I was so drunk, and somebody came back behind me and hit me over the head while I'm trying to hold up the guy in the in the office with a crowbar. With a crowbar. Well, you're lucky you survived that, my friend. <laughs> God had a, only, but God had a plan for your only, life. Only the Lord, only the Lord, the Lord had to be there, you know. Amen. And I'm, I'm telling you, at the time, I didn't know that, but boy, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how God really just watches over you. You know, I, I, there's many accidents I got into that, I mean, I can't even go into uh, that I should have been dead many times. And it's only the Lord. The Lord had a plan, and he the did. Lord has a plan for every human being. I, I want you to listen to Pastor Dubois out there, because I don't care where you are, what you've done, where you find yourself right now. If you turn your life over to Jesus Christ, we're about to find out what happens. Absolutely. So, you know, but because of, because of that holdup, you ended up in Huntsville for five years, right? I, I got, yes, I got uh, two to four years in prison. Uh, they, they brought it. It was... Uh, Originally, uh, armed robbery, but they brought it down to assault with intent to rob, 
and I got two to four years, and I was so naughty, I ended up serving the four years, and uh, I got up in 1964, I believe was around there, that I got out of prison, and I went back to Connecticut, and uh, and I just kept drinking and kept going, and I was in and out of jail, not prison, but in jail on crazy things, and uh at one point, I even attempted suicide and ended up in the uh, mental institution for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm telling you that, uh, it, like I said, the Lord, if I, if I didn't know the Lord, I would, today I would have been dead way back then. God never gave up on you, though. Oh, he never gave up on and And, of course, I thought everybody gave up on me by that time. Because, you know, when I was in Willamatic getting arrested all the time, my family lived there. And they didn't want nothing to do with me. They were disgusted with my name being in the paper all the time. So, um, any idea how many times you got arrested total? I really, it's really. I, I would say, I would say about at least roughly twenty-five at least. Wow, at least. Well, if you'd like to join the program, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. We're here interviewing Pastor Robert Dubois, and we're hearing about his story and about all the turmoil and chaos in his in his life when he wasn't following the Lord. And then something miraculous happened, uh, like, his, like happened to Tony and I's life. Uh, you ended up at a place in Chicago. What was that place? Pacific Garden Mission, and uh, I'll never forget that place in uh, every song there, who was the uh, superintendent, he was a mighty man of God. And uh, I heard the gospel there, and uh, and I was getting ready to leave because I had found a job in Pennsylvania. And I went for the noon meal, you know, for the noon service. You had to go to a service if you wanted a meal, if you wanted clothes. You had to go to the service. That's a good rule. Yes, hallelujah. That's why I keep saying that missions should never take any money from the government because you, you don't have the choice of doing that. Our, our friends at Open Door Mission don't take any money from the government because they want to run their program, yeah. and they want to run it with Jesus rules and Jesus saves. And, so, yeah. right. and Christians need to understand that. Yeah. That's why, you know, Christians need to know that God saved us not only to go to heaven, but he changed, changed us to take care of the kingdom of God. And that means supporting the kingdom uh, as well as walking in the kingdom. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. So you were there at noon, and what happened? You went for a lunch meeting, and yeah, what happened? Yeah, what happened is that the Lord spoke to me, and I went forward, and I asked Jesus to come into my heart on that day. Hallelujah. And then I went to Pennsylvania, and I, I was working for the railroad, and I don't think I stayed there a week. And I went back to the Pacific Garden Mission because I had to find out what had happened to me. In fact, I try. I went when I was in Pennsylvania. I went to the Catholic priest to try to talk to him, and the Lord wouldn't let me. And I was there at the door. The door knocked, and the Lord just told me, "Turn around." And so I turned around, and then I had no other choice but to go back to Pacific Garden Mission because they have programs to, for you to grow in the Lord. You know, so I got involved with that and. Uh, and I praise God, and I've learned to be a soul winner. That, that's the one thing that I believe that all Christians need to do is to, we need to understand that the world is hurting. And a lot of times we don't want to deal with people that hurt us, 
And we don't want to deal with people that uh, you, we think that they're just no good when, when God loves them and he wants us to be his arm to bring them to a place to show his love to them. Because so, most of them don't even know anything about love. They, you know, so many of them grew up like you did. Right. In chaos and turmoil, with nobody loving them, or or something happened in their youth, or they just got uh, allured by the wiles of the world. You know, we live in a fallen world, and and there, there's temptation out there everywhere. But you're right. We see Tony, Tony, you and I see people when when they come into, they don't have any confidence like you didn't. Uh, they don't. They don't. Nobody's ever loved them. Nobody's ever cared about them. And that's all they need, man. They need to. We need to be the light of Christ and show them who we are through Christ Jesus, and yeah. what and and so that they can see and believe what he can do in their lives just like he did in yours i love the i love the part that you just said about how the, uh, the lord told you to turn around and go back yeah and I, I find a lot of guys in recovery um that i don't know if if it's a matter of blaming or maybe just a matter of uh non-willingness but when people first go into recovery if they first go into rehab i think it's and a lot of these state-run rehabs drop the ball because they set a time limit the insurance company pays for so much, oh, yeah. and there's no evaluation at that time whether or not these people need to stay or not, and it usually takes another screw-up, but then, then, that, then that revolving door starts uh, starts spinning where people go in and out, in and out, especially with work programs. But what's so pivotal about what you said is that you had an, uh, at least enough of, the, of an awareness that when you got to that point, you heard God's voice tell you, wait a minute, you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, that's where people like us come in. So, and, and the show and, and uh, so many other places like Open Door Mission and the Humble House and places like that to where if, if you're listening out there and you think that you know when it's time to move, you're wrong. <laughs> it's time to move when God tells you to move. If you're not hearing God tell you to move, then don't move. Well, and that's stay. And you're exactly right, Tony. What you know, insurance companies with some approval, week, two weeks, twenty, even twenty eight days. It's not enough. That's what's no. wonderful about faith based programs. So you went back to this program, Pacific Mission, where they had programs to teach you about the Lord. Right. And I understand you stayed. How long did you stay there? Well, I only stayed there about three years. Only, uh, but, uh, only. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a record I, in today's day. <laughs> at the same time, well, I was uh, teaching. Uh, Bible classes, not that I knew that much, but we would, uh, every day we would be in the Bible besides, they had regular teachers come and teach, you know, besides, mm. but I, we, I was, my, the Word of God meant everything to me. I memorized the Word, and I can still remember a lot of the Word that I memorized way back then when I first got saved. Praise and you know, God. one of the things I wanted to say, we're talking about, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people that are real mean, and they're real ugly, and and uh, and a lot of times we give up on them. Yeah. And and you know, uh, I believe it. They can, and it's people that will try to take advantage of you. Besides, I've learned that. I mean, I know, you know. I keep telling the men in prison, when you come out, don't come to me trying to con me because I've already been there. Mm. So, uh, but you have to understand that they still need a a, a chance to come back. You know, but they, you you can't let them have their way in trying to con you either. See? Well, there's there's a difference between loving the unlovable and enabling people. Right, and and, that, and, and, and there you go. Yeah, and and somebody you know, it's it's you know, without God I can't, but without me God won't. 
Right. They have to have a willingness to change, and That's they have it. to have. A, and what you said earlier is, you went up to the altar or wherever it was, and you accepted Jesus Christ truly in your heart. Right, and that's when the the change begins. Yeah. Well, of course, the Spirit of God has to bring conviction first of all, because without the Spirit, you know. And the thing, you know, I'd like to say this: what I'm talking about, the Spirit of God. A lot of Christians do not understand. They don't understand that the Spirit of God wrote the Word of God. Amen. And in John, in the book of John chapter, I believe it's 14 and 17 at the end there, it talks about where Jesus said, you know, that he and the Father would send the Holy Spirit, mm. and the Holy Spirit would lead you, he mm. would guide you, and he would teach you. And here we are trying to learn everything from the, the, the flesh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening to teachers. But the, the the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher right. since he wrote the Bible, and he knows how to show it to you, and he knows how to reveal it to you. And people don't understand that they need to to understand that they got to have that close fellowship with the Holy Spirit as well as they have with the Father and the Son. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will leave you a helper who will encourage, teach, and guide you. Amen. We're going we're gonna to hold over for the, for the break, and we're going to talk a, a little bit more about what happened to you at the Pacific Mission, and then we're going to talk about what happened when you came out and the ministry that you started. You know, I, I, uh, I want to do a couple promotions. We're going to uh, be back in our church uh, in June, sometime at our Break Every Chain ministry, which mm-hmm. is a ministry that ministers to, to people in addictions at New Covenant Church at 901 Wilson Road. Uh, we're going to also be back in, at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, which is the church that, that we started uh, at 240 West 18th Street. Uh, and we're online. Uh, you can go to New Covenant Church Greater Heights Facebook page. Uh, I'm doing a little mini-series on the power of thought and the power of words and how God improves our brains. You and I went through that when we got sober, Mm. how God changes and improves our Mm. brains, and Mm -hmm. and I'm going to complete that series tomorrow. So we, we want people to the second half of the show to call in. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, the remarkable transformation that God did in Pastor Dubois' life, and we're going to talk about his ministry, Hope for All in Jesus. Um, so call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. Also, um, I want to push the podcast again, Recovery Radio Houston Podcast, if you've it's the first time you've heard our show, or you want to hear some other ones, catch up on where we've been, just go to uh, any podcast app, any way you grab them and search for Recovery Radio Houston Podcast. We love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. We're looking for another stellar half hour with our guest, Robert Dubois, Pastor Robert Dubois. And uh, stay safe and be out there in three minutes for you. Okay.
This is Pastor John Allworth, and you're here with Recovery Radio Houston, and we are honored today to Tony. We're, I'm here with my co-host Tony B, and we are honored to have Pastor Robert Dubois with us, and he's been chronicling his amazing testimony. And we're going to join a caller to the before we pick back up. We've got a caller on line one, uh, Tom Harris. Uh, welcome to the program, Mr. Harris. How are you? Good to be. Good to hear you all. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad you could join us. Do you have a question for Pastor Dubois? Well, no, I have no question. I just want to say that he's a good man. Uh, he really inspired me in my ministry, and I thank God for his, his strong leadership. Well, that is wonderful. I, you know, I, I love this man. I love his heart, and I love what God's done in his life. And so uh, it's good to hear from somebody out there. How long have you known Pastor Dubois? Oh, about maybe about five years. Oh, let me go in there about five years, something like that. And have you been helping him in the prison ministry? Or tell, tell us a little yes. bit about your ministry. Yes, yes we've been helping, been helping him in, in his ministry. Uh, learn, you learn a lot when someone has been more experienced than you have. And and I'm also an ex-offender, too. But uh, it's, the thing is that you learn from one another. And I thank God for his, his strong leadership. Well, that is wonderful. That's remarkable. You know, I know that the pastor Dubois has helped uh, countless men and and women out there that have that have uh, been in in addiction and have been in prison and, and if you know then what he's done is is what we're trying to do which is he's led people to Jesus Christ yeah. Jesus Christ is the one that's that's transformed their lives but he's been obedient and he's he's helped people so that that's wonderful thank you for joining the program today thank we you, Tom. we really appreciate you calling in thank you so much thanks for calling Tom you know you don't know how many people you know it's like that guy that picked you up when you were hitchhiking he planted that seed about God's purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. We never know how many people we affect because we may not it may not be tangible right at that moment, but years later they can remember something that we told them or how we loved on them or how we counseled them or how we well, taught them God's that, word. It's, it's like the pebble you drop into the still lake, that ripple effect. There you go. And, and, and you know, I'll tell you, in a case like mine, I'm probably better off not knowing how many people I help, so I'll get a big head about it. <laughs> so, but let's yeah. keep praying for humility, brother. I, I'm looking for Madison Square Garden to fill up, you know. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, Tom Harris has a prison ministry of his own now. Oh, he does? Yeah. And, uh, Praise the Lord. So he goes into prison, and we go. He, he comes in with us, and we go in with him. Okay. So, we, got a, we got a comment here. Hey, um. People are asking how they can hear the callers. Just tune in to uh, 100.7thewordkkht.com uh, com or KKHT the app and push the listen live button. Yeah, if you're on looking at watching us on Facebook Live, you can't hear the callers, but you can hear the three of us, and we're here in studio. Or you can do what Tony says and, and tune into the radio program either through 100.7 or KKHT.com. Uh, and hit the listen live. Uh, you have to listen to a little bit of a commercial, but we'll come on after that. And you can join the program by calling one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. So let's get back into. So you, you, God told you to turn around, leave Pennsylvania. You've come back to the Pacific Mission, and you stayed three years. In, and the way they described it on Unshackled is that you actually became a counselor there, and were mm-hmm. counseling alcoholics and people that had been in prison. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, w- where'd you go from there? Well, uh, from there, uh, I went to Roanoke, Virginia, where I met my wife in in church. In Praise the Lord. And uh, I, I was there for uh, years, and then we I went to, uh, I think it was uh, Cincinnati. This is where I met uh, uh, all kind of pastors. I was holding um, 
the the communists were having street ministries, as you know, walking the streets and pushing their agenda. And I decided to get what we call march for for uh, for Jesus. And uh, I got inv- got all the churches involved, regardless of denomination, as long as they were born again. Come on, and uh, and. Uh, and that's how I end up getting ordained. The reason I get to that is because I have I've had my own at the time my own pastor who was a pastor of Assembly of God Church, and a pastor that was an independent Baptist, a pastor that was a missionary Baptist, and another pastor that was independent. And I had all of their elders uh, ordained me together. Wow! And for it, and that shows you that. That, that it was really called of God. I mean, you know, nobody could doubt that except the RIS. <laughs> <laughs> they doubt everything. I, they, they they made, <laughs> yeah, they made, can you believe after being ordained for 38 years, they told, uh, I got involved with the church law, which knows all about the law for the churches and ministries, and uh, and they were telling me that uh, the RIS had not accepted that ordination, so I had to get reordained after 38 years. You're kidding? Which me. no kidding. I got ordained. I got reordained, and that that ordination is sitting in my bedroom, and I still got my regular. Your first one. I, well, God knew you were ordained from the beginning. So yeah, God, God knows more than even the IRS. Oh, absolutely. So what what year was that that you got ordained in Cincinnati? Uh, that was in 1982. Okay. That was the beginning of a lot of good things there. And like I said, we had a lot of marches for God and country. I was on several uh, radio stations there. Also in Vernal, Virginia, I was on there. And uh, just uh, talking about Jesus at the time, of course, I wasn't going into prison right then. I was street ministry. I did all kind of ministry, street ministry, and uh, I did all kind of ministry. And then I went on to... uh, uh, when I moved here to Texas, when the Lord called me here to Texas and called me to the Stab Hope Mission, I, be, I was a, a, an assistant superintendent there. And I was there for six months when the Lord said, I want you to start the ministry. I, I can't help but, but recall a story I heard once cause, because I admire people that go out into street ministry. Our friends uh, at Breaking Point Ministries uh, they have a street ministry, and, and you've got to have a special heart to go out into the street. And, of course, that's what the Open Door Mission is, is they're, they're going out into the streets and getting the homeless men and transforming their lives. But yeah. a brother of mine was telling me he was in street ministry, and, and he got surrounded by a bunch of gang people. And they said, uh, you look like you're undercover, like you're an undercover narc. And he said, I am undercover. I'm undercover for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so, so I love that. So what year did you start your your uh, your ministry, Hope for All in Jesus. I started that in 1982, right here in, uh, yeah, right here in Texas. Now, I was not ordained. Uh, I got my ordained thing wrong. It was 1980 when I got ordained. Okay. I keep these dates yet to you. After it's all right. We'll get, God uh, but, knows. <laughs> That's but, what's important. <laughs> but I, I started the ministry here in Texas without knowing anybody. And, you know, in the, uh, I wanted to start it at the time through a church I was going to. I don't know if you ever heard of Gary Wood, but he was a wonderful sure. man of God. And uh, in fact, he had gotten a car accident, lost his voice, 
you know, his voice box and everything. Wow. And he was still preaching and singing. Amen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and but he was he was really the church was really moving. But you had people that 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 sort of broke up the uh, uh, the church and they split up. So we had to leave, you know, the church because they locked the doors on on that pastor. Oh, that, wow. that was really something. And so after that, we had I had ended up going to other churches and. Um, you know, and uh, I went to Lakewood Church. Finally, I was there five and a half years, and that, of course, well, Pastor I learned, John Osteen. Oh, oh, yeah, I learned so much from from that church. Uh, that man of God, he is a wonderful man of God. Yeah, I never had the privilege of seeing him live in person. Talking about Daddy Osteen, right? Daddy yeah. John Osteen. So, <laughs> and, you know, the, the, what's good, wonderful though, is there. To, to the folks out there, there are many, many strong Bible churches out there. Yes, just find a church where the Bible is is what is what is what they preach, what they teach, and and what the, their teachings are based on, and, and you'll be fine. So, yeah. uh, find a Bible based church where people are sincere and love Jesus. So, you started you started this uh, ministry, Hope for All in Jesus in Conroe, as I understand. Is uh, that right? Uh, n- no, I was still in the, in the, in the Splint, uh, not. Splint. In Channel View when I started that. Okay. Uh, and so since that ministry has been running consistently since 1982? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to uh, understand September will be 39 years? Yeah. And I was on the radio besides on KJOJ. I was on there every Friday night for two hours. I was also on uh, 15 minutes a day in the in the daytime right before, uh, 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 what's his name, that... Chaplain Ray and uh, and uh, that preacher. Well, I don't know how I could forget his name. Uh, he's no. He's, he's gone to be with the Lord now. But I was in between them, and I was on there for a long time, till they uh, shut down the uh, uh, shut down the uh, uh, you know shut down the station. Now, yeah. Uh, tell us what what does hope for all in Jesus do? Tell us what, what that ministry does. Well, we go into the prisons, and we share the Lord. We have people that share testimonies. We have ex-convicts that come, and, you know, of course, I've been there myself. And uh, we have people that never been in prison, but they have the love of God in their heart. And uh, we share Jesus uh, with them and uh, share testimonies. And we I preach most of the time when I go in. But now we get so many different uh, prisons that, I got different teams going, and they're preaching. But I preach in certain units all the time. There's some units like uh, East Ham Unit, and uh, let's see, oh, I can't think. Oh, Cleveland Unit, then uh, Trustee Camp in in at the East Ham, and uh, several of them that I go to. Well, we've got some guys I know that are listening to us in, in prison today that have probably met you. Oh yes, and, and, and have seen you, and so y'all go in and 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 you have testimonies. How, how many prisoners typically would attend when oh, when you came in? Well, it depends what unit you're in, but most of the time you have a lot of of, of them. Depending on be some, like uh, the trustee camp does hold maybe a, a hundred or two hundred people. Now that, uh, but the East Ham unit they got two two different uh, uh, chapels there. They got the old Salt Chapel. And then they got uh, a, built a brand new one in the gym that holds 400 people. And uh, so, uh, you know, we minister in all of those. 
And uh, well, you know, they, those people they're they're hungry for Jesus because they want to change their lives. Yes, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's a perfect place. You know, Jesus loves us to visit prisons and 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 himself uh, talks about. People, visiting the people in bondage, and the Bible talks about freeing the chains. We got a we got a request for prayer, Pastor. Do you want to? Uh, it's a, a lady whose whose husband apparently committed suicide, and, oh. and uh, you want? Yeah, later on. Okay, let's bring her up. We got Holly on line one. Hey, Holly, how you doing tonight? I'm okay. You like prayer for your husband? I just miss him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. How long ago did you lose your husband? Oh, Holly? Eight months. I wanted to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a we have a man here. I don't care about anything else. I just wanted to come home. Yeah. Well, we. I have, don't care. I just wanted to come home. We have a man of God here that can pray for you. He's uh, dealt with prison ministries before, and and he's dealt with a lot of the loss. So we're going to have him pray for you. Okay. Yeah, Ollie, I I'd, I'd like to pray for you, but I also would like. To encourage you, you know, uh, this is a very bad situation that you're in, but you know. No, no, no. Have you ever cut somebody down from a ceiling fan and tried to resuscitate them and you didn't know anything except for what you saw in Grey's Anatomy? I just want my husband back. I want my husband back. I don't care about anything else. I want my husband back. Well, uh, let's go to prayer. Let's, yeah, let's, we'll go, to prayer. let's yeah. go to prayer, Holly. Yeah. Thank you, my Father, for this time together. Lord, we come in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you are the healer. You are the one that has all the answers, Father God. And we pray that you will touch this, Holly, Lord, and give her the strength and the courage that she needs right now. And I thank you, Lord. I praise you in the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's 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 go to let's go to prayer for for all the people that are in prison right now, Pastor, um, and and for all the people that have lost loved ones, both uh, Holly's situation and uh, other situations out there where people have lost loved ones to to the COVID virus or to heart attacks or to cancer or whatever. And so you know we've got a remarkable family in our church. Uh, it's the Rhodes family. And right now they're dealing with uh, Terry Rhodes has has cancer. She's got yeah. brain cancer, and they have been an inspiration to all of us, to to thousands of people out there, because they have faith and hope in Jesus, and they know that this is just a temporary separation. That they're they're going to have a reunion. They're going to have a reunion in heaven. They're going to see each other, and their faith is what's sustaining them. And Amen. so that's what people need to have and what they need. So, Father God, we come to you tonight, and we just ask for, we just ask that you increase our faith, that you give us trust in you. The, the Apostle Paul wrote that we have hope that separates us because we have knowledge of certainty that Jesus died for our sins and was resurrected. He was the first one resurrected. And that we will, die, we will when we pass away our mortal bodies, we will rid ourselves of this corruptible body and take on an incorruptible a uh, wonderful, glorious body, Father God, and we just thank you for that. We thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. We thank you for the gift of salvation, that all we have to do is repent of our sins and accept you into our heart, and, and that we will have eternal life, Father God. And we just thank you for sending your Son 
so that so that that would happen and so that we would have that that we would have that assurance father god we just thank you and we pray father god for all the people out there that are that are dealing with with that have lost loved ones that that are, you know just have them put their trust and their faith in you have them turn to you and have everything's going to be all right father god that they're going to have an opportunity to see their loved ones again and father god just 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 if they have that faith if you could put that faith plant that mustard seed in their hearts father god then then they have the peace that surpasses all understanding and we thank you for that so we we thank you for this opportunity to be on the radio we thank you for pastor dubois being with us here today and uh we we thank you for everyone out there that can hear our voice and and for your wonderful grace and your wonderful love in jesus mighty name amen hey holly i wanted to encourage you that i know I can't even begin to imagine what you're going through right now, but the one thing that I can tell you is that Jesus is the answer for you to get through this. And it won't be right away. Nothing nothing works in our time with God, but as long as you develop that faith that he is going to move you and guide you through this horrible, horrible event you have to go through, that there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel and that you are going to be okay, all right? Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Just learn to lean on him, only him. But that's the only thing that can sustain you in a situation like this. Yeah. Well, you know, I went through a situation with my wife. Uh, she uh, she had uh, dialysis for over four years. I took care of her in my home, and I, she she passed away right there in front of my eyes. And I know what it's, it's like, but the thing is, is I know that she's going to heaven I, I, all we can say is there's, there's only hope in Jesus. That's the only there's hope. There's only hope. There's the easy, our only, our only hope, and he's your only hope. So look to Jesus, hon. That's the only thing I can tell you. That's that's your answer. There's no other answer but look to Jesus and hope in him. You know, when, when I lost Lord. my dad, I mean, it's a different situation, but uh, I mean, a different circumstance. But when I lost my dad, I was barely five years sober. And it was so sudden, uh, and I hadn't spoke to him in three years. And we, we had argued with each other about something, and, and we hadn't talked. And so when I found out that he died, uh, that was heart-wrenching for me, you know. But if it wasn't for the people around me already, if it wasn't for the church, if it wasn't for Pastor Maz, if it wasn't for my sponsor, and if it, most importantly, if it wasn't for the faith I've already started developing, I was still a baby in Christ. But I knew enough that I... I had to trust in him at that moment, or I was going to go back on my old behaviors. And it was very tempting, trust me. Well, you know, and that's the thing I can tell Holly is, is and I don't know her situation, but if you have a church family and you have people around you, brothers and sisters in Christ, that can comfort you, that yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Yes, it so does. So get plugged into a church and... and, and and you know because that's what they're God, there for. Well, God wants us to fellowship with one another. His word says, "Iron sharpens iron," as one person strengthens another, and that's that's what that's what we're there. And Man. what you said earlier, Pastor, that that people don't realize we're we're supposed to be soul winners. Right. We're supposed to be soul winners, and then when we win them, we're supposed to equip them to be disciples to go out and save other people. And as we do that, and the same thing is true in addiction. You can't help yourself. Not truly until you start helping others. Right. Until you start giving back. And that's 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 biblical. That's in the twelve steps. That's in the smart recovery. That's in any recovery system that that you want to talk about. But but you know, I, I know for Tony and I, 
uh, we've been helped by the 12 steps, but we never got freedom until we got Jesus Christ. The Amen. Super uh, that's free is free. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just say it, too, call a spade a spade, that if you really are in recovery for the right reasons and you really have a spiritual sponsor, those 12 steps will lead you to Jesus. Yeah, they will. Their intention in the first three steps, remember, admit, submit, and commit. That's good. That's that you're submitting to him, and you're committing your life over to him. Well, the, you know? the, the Bible's about surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender to win. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 what those people don't realize. Those twelve steps are inspired by uh, completely by biblical principles. Absolutely. Some people don't like them, but as Tony and I like to say, Pastor, we like to reach into the secular community to bring people. We want to be a bridge, bridge. to bridge, bridge. Pe- people to Jesus Christ, and that's mm-hmm. why we started this radio program. Jesus said He came to seek the lost. Mm-hmm. And you know he leaves the ninety nine to go after the one. That's right. And, and you know the man that called in is a testament to. And there's a, there's many 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 others, but that one man would have made worth everything you did worth it. That, that that you led him to Jesus Christ. And uh, we we were fortunate enough to to have the honor of our. I think it was our second show. Somebody called in and we led him to Christ on air. That's really one of the highlights. Amen. Amen. We've got time for a quick call. Maybe if you call it right now at one 808 um, Well, also, uh, uh, your ministry, is there a website or sure, a phone yes. number that they can call? Uh, yeah, we have a, a, a website. We And also, I wanted to talk just a little bit about uh, the town of hope that we are we're building, uh, that we're building to take in men and women. And the, the town, what the town of hope will be is a place where we will have houses and businesses right there in the town itself and that when the, the, they come out of prison they will be able to get jobs from the businesses that will be uh, in the town really that's yeah. cool and, i had not uh, heard of that where is that uh, going to be at well uh, right now we're we're still working on that we have a, a professional man that's working on that i uh, i didn't hear you so you you've got this and you've got oh. somebody that's looking into it um we want to. We want to. We want well, the website. Give them the website. Okay, yeah. the website is uh, www.hopeforallinjesusprisonoutreach.org. It's Hope for All in Jesus Prison Outreach, and uh, our phone number is two eight one four six seven two four one zero. And if you got any questions, we'd be glad to answer for you. I can't think of awesome. any greater thing than to uh, to uh, you know help people that come out of prison that want to change their hearts that accept Jesus Christ to help them become productive members of society. So, Pastor Dubois, it's been wonderful having you here. We we appreciate you being here. It's wonderful. I want to promote a couple things. Our Break Every Chain Ministry on Friday nights at New Covenant Church, nine hundred one Wilson Road in Humble, Texas. I want to uh, promote. Uh, the church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're online. Our website is is uh, nccgreaterheights.org, nccgreaterheights.org. Uh, you can write to this program. If you're in prison and you need prayer, you can write to this program at 945 Heights Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 7708. You can write Recovery Radio Houston, 945 Heights Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77008. You can join me tomorrow night on, on our Facebook page for 
a sermon on the power of thoughts and how God changes our brains in positive ways when we engage in spiritual activities. That'll be at 6 o'clock on New Covenant Church Greater Heights web, uh, web Facebook page. Excuse me. And uh, we just love you here at Recovery Radio, but more important than that, God loves you more than we can possibly explain. Amen. Amen. Remember to check out our podcast at Recovery Radio Houston Podcast. Look it up on Google, Apple, or on the KKHT website. We love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. We're sorry we didn't get to your phone call, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us.